We've got some fresh hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the before. Content is Profit One, two, podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn how to turn that content into profit, just go to contentsprofit.com. There's a surprise in there for you. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And... Today's guest is an awesome surprise as well, and she's going to be talking about awakening the planet one book at a time. Ah, this is like right down your alley, Fonzie. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And also, we have some book ideas. We're going to throw them out there and see what she thinks. We'll see. I know uh, we got, we're going to test the market, maybe. We're going to test the market, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys, don't forget to subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button so you know when those episodes are dropping on your phone. Uh, you can find us every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays, and almost every day of the week in content. Just, just go, <laughs> come find us. Come connect with us on social media at BizBrosCo. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful, please don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Special episode alert. We partnered with Podmax to share the stories of some of amazing people that are shaping our future. People that are taking their ideas and turning them into reality. That is right. These stories are meant to empower you to build the future you want. That is so exciting. And today's guest, she is amazing at attracting and connecting people. She draws them in and inspires them. I I already want to be... Or guest friends. I hope we're already friends. <laughs> and you know, she has hiked the Tryouts. entire Appalachian Trail over 2,000 miles in six months. You you thought you were tough when you did a 24-hour race. I know. That's, I think that, she that doesn't is, even compare to that. She is a badass. I, I'm just putting that out there. Yes. She also wrote and published her own book in six months. Ooh. We need the insights on this. The, the, the secrets. The yep. secrets. Yep. Uh, so... One of the things that she shared with us is that she stayed true to herself as she started and grow her business. This is so important. I really want to dive into this maybe a little bit. Who knows? If we have enough time, we're going to have to do part two because mm. so many people get lost. You know, we've been in that journey of like temptation. What do we do? Should we change? Should we not change? Ah, what's <laughs> happening? Oh my gosh. And this is going to be so good. The name of her company is Awaken Village Press. So we're going to leave all the links right in the description. If you're interested, just scroll down and click there. That is right. And don't forget, mm. she has lived in over 12 different Ooh, cities. Oh, that's so right. Today's mm. guest, you can tell she is someone that has mm. truly lived her life to the fullest. Please welcome Amanda Johnson. Welcome, Amanda. <laughs> I am happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. We're so excited. And Amanda, please tell us, where are you? Where are you right now? In the, yeah, what, where in the world are you? Uh, where in the world is um, I am in Costa Rica and I'm currently looking at the Caribbean Sea so that's where I am and I, I've got waves crashing and palm trees swaying and smoothies being blended and yeah. welcome to the jungle welcome with, to uh, jungle. limited Wi-Fi I love it Amanda <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that and for those listening mm. if you listen somewhat of a Caribbean party on the background or the smoothies is because Amanda was kind enough. She's like, you know what? I want people to feel like they're in Costa Rica. And we're yes. like, we 
love that idea. We absolutely love that idea. I mean, idea. For, for the sake of the podcast, we are in Costa Rica with you. I'm just saying, yeah. like, we are right there with you. Fancy, I think, you know, this is your dream, podcasting oh. from the, the world. And, you know, we're working really hard to make that happen. But yes. Amanda, today's all about you. We're extremely honored that you're here sharing your message. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself, your story. Like, how, why this desire of, you know, writing a book, making an impact? How, how did you get to Costa yeah. Rica? Right. Yeah. What, like, tell oh, us, oh. tell us, tell us everything. All the secrets. Well, oh my gosh. Um, okay. How long do we have? No, I'll do my best. So first of all, I'll start with the simplest answer, which is I am here because of uh, synchronicity and divine orchestration. And I'll just jump right into there because I would never have thought I would have been here if you'd asked me a year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago. And um, I believe that everything I do is being guided internally and out, outside. I don't see those two things as separate. Yeah. So why I'm here, um, well, let's back up a few years. So back in 2014, I quit my corporate job and I was taking a huge leap of faith into the unknown. And that's... Mm. I just knew that's what I was doing. And I was committed in that yes. moment. And I immediately faced uh, other people's fears, my own, of course, other people's fears, doubts, questions like, well, what are you going to do? How are you going to survive? And I said, I don't know. But what I do know is that I am going to establish greater faith and trust and know that I'm always supported. And I'm not going to do anything that doesn't feel in alignment with who I am. And I didn't even really know all of these terms at that time, though I was, I, I had a sense of it. Um, and so I stepped into the unknown. I was living in San Francisco at the time and I started traveling. I did some more traveling and I did a lot of personal development more than I already had been. I'd already been doing a bunch, but I did more. Uh, and then I signed up for a life coach training program. And through this whole time frame, I'm blogging and I'm vlogging and I'm sharing what I'm learning and the books I'm reading and the ideas that I'm uh, incorporating into yeah. my life. And I'm noticing that I have more to share than a blog. I'm like, ah, there's so much more that wants to be shared through me. And I knew it was to be uh, to write a book. And I got a download, like most things in my life. I got the download yeah. and I said, okay, I have three books to write. Uh, and the first book is Becoming Enough. And I wrote the book in 2016 to 17. Yeah. Wow. And it was it was what launched me into what I'm doing now, mm. which is a publisher. And I didn't know I'd be a publisher, except after I wrote my first book, I had a beautiful friend um, sharing with me that he goes, you know, you could help people what do what you just did. Wow. And of course, I thought, well, I'm going to be an author and I'm going to go, you know, be a speaker and I'm going to go write, you know, all these things. And then I realized what joy I received helping others to bring their books and messages into the world. Yeah. So back in 2018, I started very organically um, with the again channeled in inspiration <laughs> of Awaken Village, yeah. um, Awaken Village Press, and I started one book at a time. And as of today, we have seven books published and more on the way. Yes. Wow. That is amazing. So, such an inspiring story. And I am so glad you took that leap of faith, right? Like so mm -hmm. many people are, that's the one thing that's like holding them, right? Like you see everybody with big dreams, big desires, but they're a little bit scared, right? Like we, you know, we grew up playing soccer and, and the dream was to be a professional soccer player. For that, you got to make a lot of sacrifices. And, you know, for example, personally, I went to Italy when I was 15 
Uh, I left my family home. I left Fonzie. He, was, he cried for all the two years uh, he was without me. And uh, uh, But it was very scary because I did not know the language. And, and, and I didn't know the, where I was going to be. I didn't know where I was going to live. Like, it was crazy experience. And I can't relate to that because I was chasing a dream, right? And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to make the most out of this. And hopefully, you know, mm -hmm. I can make it. We got really close, but the dream didn't happen. And then we had to repeat all that when we started our company here. So we yeah. can definitely relate to that. And, and we commend you because it's not an easy thing to do, but you but you did it. And I hope with your story, we can inspire so many others to actually go do it. Before Fonzie asks the very smart questions. Wait, wait. Be before, you, you can, I'll give you the question to you. But before, I, the before. I I want to point out <laughs> something that you said that is so yeah. important, right? You said, once I did the process of writing and publishing the book and your friend told you, hey, you can probably help people do that exact same thing, right? And that was like, a it feels like it was a libel moment for you. Like, mm -hmm. wow, maybe I could. And once you started doing it, you realize how happy you were doing that. A lot of people, I feel, I feel like they... They're looking for answers on what I want to do. What is it that I want to do yes. when all it takes is what have you enjoyed doing in your life that maybe you can replicate and help other people do as well. It's very simple, right? And, you know, when we started doing the podcast and publishing, my brother can attest to this. I had a lot of friction on, oh, on sharing the message and, so and, and teaching people <laughs> because I was right in the middle of the process. But as soon as we started seeing results, now I feel very comfortable and happy to turn around and help those that were where we were a few months ago, right? So I think that is so important because, again, there's no, like, special digging that you need to do to find this special thing. It might be just at arm's reach. So... I know you want to say something, and I'm going to interrupt really quick. No, do it. So do it, please. People, so many people at least in my experience too, or have said, Oh, what, what do people need? What, what do others out there? What do they need? What do they need? And that's, that's not a bad question to ask at the yeah. same time. I stopped asking that question because I said, what do I love? What do mm. I need? And if I start with me, which is where I started, if I start with me first, then I will inevitably, and it has proven true, attract exactly who needs what I have because I'm living from that truth and I'm living from that resonance and that like I'm, I'm, I'm answering my problems or questions or desires first. And then yep. there are other people who want that same thing and they find me or I find them. So yeah, I, I stopped asking that question because I think if we do that, well, guess what? The world needs a lot of things. So as you just said, so beautifully, um, yes, it's what brings me joy, oh. what brings you joy. And yep. then yes. you will be of service. Ah, oh, so good. Okay. So I had a question prepared. But I think we're going to go this direction. And I think I can maybe adapt the question <laughs> that, there. That was my so, whole plan, Amanda. Uh, that was my whole See, plan. I'm telling you, like, he's the, the smart one. He's the smart one here. You know, I try to make the jokes, but apparently they're not good jokes. Anyways, uh, so here we go. Uh, I, I align so much with that, right? Because when we started our business stuff, like, you hear this advice, right? Go and produce or create what people need. But like you said, there's so much, right? So in our personal journey, when we started, we started as a sticker company, right? Because we thought the margins were good, but, you know, we came to realize that we had to produce a ton and we didn't have the capacity or the resources, right? And then with these screen printing machines, which uh, with the screen printing t-shirts, which is this guy right here, let us tell your story, um, and so on. And then it continued to evolve and we just tried and tried and tried different things that we thought people needed, right? And even inside of the agency, when we started the agency, 
it was a lot of different products because that's what our clients were telling us that they needed. And we were actually marketing ourselves as the anti-marketing agency. So the message resonated because they're like, they're not happy with the solution. And then they came to us like, well, this is what I need. I'm like, perfect. So now we have 20 different processes that we couldn't really perform because there was so much. The second we nailed that down to something that we really love and enjoy, which is podcasting, the show, connecting with amazing entrepreneurs like you, right? that that moment was when we saw traction not at the not just at the personal level but also at the business level. So uh, I want to bring that also highlight what Fancy said, what you said, and make sure that you know if you are listening today, make sure you know put yourself first. It's not selfish. And we had in an internal. I personally had an internal debate with that because you know my my dad was always about you know do the best for for others do that but if I don't take care of myself first I'm not gonna be able to do that that's why in the planes you see hey when the emergency comes down you're like put the mask you first and then you help other people right then you help the kid then you help your baby is because if you faint you cannot help anybody else so I think that's super important now my question my question so you mentioned so, so much, you know, <laughs> so much antip- anticipation. <laughs> so you mentioned that you started vlogging and publishing right from the start, right? So you you were focusing on you. I wanna I wanna see your perspective on why you started that and why you started publishing and vlogging, and if there was a process behind it, there was an intention behind it. Like, tell us a little bit of your thought process of why you were doing that. Mm-hmm. So um, I okay. So as I left the, the corporate world and I thought, okay, ugh, I knew I wanted to be in service. I've always wanted to, I've, I've had a teaching kind of energy behind me, right? Wanting to yeah. share, teach, guide. That's a very natural place for me to be. Mm. Um, and I was, I was at that time consuming a lot of information mm. and I wanted to share it. So the intention was very clear. I'm like, I, and I was working with a coach at the time yeah. or a mentor. And she said, start writing and start sharing. I'm like, Oh, and I mean, I, <laughs> I created a, a, a WordPress like blog and I, I thought, Oh my gosh, I, this is it. Okay. I'm doing it. You know? And it's called presence matters. And it was very specific on these um, very, and I was, it came from the place of interestingly, cause this is a, an important note. It first came from I want to help others. <laughs> and it was, and I noticed when that shifted, it was like, everyone needs this. You guys all need to know this because obviously, um, now it came from a, a very, uh, good place because I actually realized my life had was transforming because of the books I was reading because of the practices I was doing because of the way I was shifting my perspective and I I was just hungry and eager to share that as with as many people as I could I wanted everyone to have the same experience (laughs) as me yeah and so I did I wrote a blog every week and I did I learned um I I went online. I think Michael Hyatt had something that I followed for a while of like way like blog strategies. And I, I tried to get myself uh, familiar with ways to write a good blog. Um, and I, so I started to kind of systematize it and I got really good at, okay, I had like my little template every week. I just plug it in. Um, and what I noticed was after almost a year, probably about a year of doing that, I started to lose interest. And I was like, okay, we need to freshen this up a bit. That's when I turned to video and, um, I remember it was a major turning point for me because it was very important that I didn't have to do it perfectly. And as a recovering perfectionist, which is what my (laughs) book is um, not all about, but it has a main theme in my book is that I needed to just do it. So I grabbed my iPhone, I put in my headphones, I walk around San Francisco or whatever city you're 
country I was in at the time and yeah. just capture a four to five minute vlog. Um, and I, and then over time I tried to, you know, produce it a bit more and, and it was, it was all important for me. And that's what I meant. Like I still wanted to share with others. That was still my intention, but I knew something for me was transforming. I was being transformed through the process and did I answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so, uh, so good. First of all, Amanda, I think we just became best friends. I'm just going to throw that out He's there. He's also a recovering uh, perfectionist. Yeah, I'm a, Already I'm, were. Yeah, <laughs> already were. I am a recovering perfectionist as well. Like that message that you just shared resonated so much with our story mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. you know, about two years ago, we actually tried to start a podcast, right? Like that's when three, we... Three now. No, three. it's two. It was beginning of 2019. So that's two. He, he's mad. I'm the math person in here. But Amanda, okay. oh, you know, guys. <laughs> it's, a, it's a brother feud over here. Okay. okay. But that's, what, that's when we bought this equipment, right? And we had like multiple, multiple cameras where like, it's going to look perfect. You know, if we make a mistake, we started again recording the episode. Even if we were 30 minutes in, we're like, oh, mistake. Let's start all over again. How draining was that? We recorded five episodes It's and guess what? We never published one of those five episodes because we never got around to edit them. I got in fights with my wife because we were up till like 3 a.m. in the morning and she's like, why are you not coming to bed? I'm like, I got to publish, guys. I got to stay committed. But it was so horrible. The process, you know, yep. wasn't working. And, and it was because of that. It was like that perfectionism. And later on, we realized when we decided, mm -hmm. let's remove the friction, just put ourselves in front of the camera, record it live and just publish it and put it out there. That's when we realized like, wow, Perfectionism was just an excuse not to put herself out there into the world. And that's when we were, that was like a, a moment that it clicked. And it happened because we were brave enough at that moment to put herself out there. And like you said, we realized we were doing that work at first for us, right? And when we started seeing that progress, that's when we were like, okay, now we can help others. And I think a lot of people start the way you started too, right? We did the same. It's like, we want to help others. And then throughout the process, you're like, okay, I guess I need to help myself first because I'm actually not helping others. And then you're like, okay, now I'm helping myself. Now I can go back and try to help others. It, it feels like that's a journey mo most people go. Have you noticed that with the people that you're working? How is it? Absolutely. Oh my God, completely. And just quickly, I also started a podcast after I was videoing because I knew there was yet another thing I had to do, which was go live. And my very first podcast episode was me on my iPhone sitting in my bedroom live. And I did, I, yes. at the time there was like a Spreaker and I used Spreaker. And so it was just going out to the world there. And I did that very intentionally because I did not want to go back and edit. I did not want to have to. And then 120 episodes later, I mean, it was It was great. It was one of my biggest passions. So maybe that'll come back. We'll see. But I just really resonate again with that. Just doing it. Um, do I see that to be true? Absolutely. This the journey for me is. First of all, we're here to te we teach what we are here to learn. So if we constantly remember that we are coming back for ourselves to ourselves and everything that we do, then that is when we are of greater service and when we give permission to others to then do the same. So doing something quote unquote imperfectly gives others permission. Uh, it says, hey, it doesn't have to be perfect if mm -hmm. that's what you might be working uh, up against or with friction is in your life. Yeah. All of my clients, that's the same. When I So when I wrote my book, that was my first um, experience with it. It was like, wow, my book is the story that I need to relive or go through again so that I can let go and release these 
these stories and to reveal more of what's true. Like as mm. I was writing, revelations upon revelations were happening mm -hmm. and it was quote unquote for me. And I knew that. And of course that is now uh, helping transform others, which is why I do what I do. When I watch my authors, they same thing. They bring their, their ideas or their concepts to me. And we identify very quickly, why are you writing this story? Why are you writing this book? And when they get really honest, it's because they have something within them that desires to be seen, heard, acknowledged, maybe let go, released. And by going through that process of, of looking at it, of writing it of speaking it of talking about it mm -hmm. then it transforms and it's no longer the thing that it used to be yeah. and then they can transform others because yep. it comes from that transformed place yeah uh, and so that's for me why i do what i do in the way i do it it's yeah it's not to go write your five-step book nothing against that i just that's not what i'm here for um i want the author to connect to who they truly are mm -hmm reveal that yeah. express that and in so doing others can have the same experience yeah so i, I want to highlight something before i i i think fancy wants to dive into the book process i want to I dive mean, uh, into the book side of things too I, and see what's I up want to dive every topic I every topic like, oh, this is so i know exciting. amanda we're gonna have to have a special special like week with you uh to unveil all the secrets and all the stuff so uh, I, I've noticed that a pattern here too is that you're not afraid to pivot, right? Like from your life experience to then publishing your first blog to then pivot into a lot vlogging to pivot into podcasts and, and do that, right? And and the reason I want to highlight that is because when people start publishing, they think every everything has to be perfect. We we thought, right? We, we've had conversations and we, we say we're properly because we've had these conversations with people that are really afraid of starting to publish because of that same reason they don't think their content is up to standards their their message is up to standard they don't they don't have a story worth sharing everybody has a story worth sharing right like and you know being at podmax last last event we actually participated as guests because everybody's like you guys need to tell your story and we're like well we tell other people's stories but you know why and 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 as you, it, went, it was an incredible experience right and we were able to connect with amazing people as well so the fact that you recognize like hey you build the process especially on the blogging side of things you had you know kind of you mentioned the template that we we have a process that systematizes our show too that helps us execute consistently right but then you were like ah this doesn't bring me too much joy anymore let's evolve that right it's not changing it's evolving it right now you gain some experience and then you're like oh this is fun for me and then you try the podcast thing and it's about trying things out but through there you i'm, I'm sure you had an incredible personal growth journey that came with it and you you discover your message and you know what you have to offer to the world so i, I wanted to highlight that uh and i know if you have any other comments to that on that regard please go ahead <laughs> i would love to there's a couple thoughts and phrases popping into my mind um one is it is it is an iterative process i mean life is an iterative process we are constantly evolving and changing, mm -hmm. right? We all know the only constant is change. I don't have to say that, but I did. The, so the idea is, and I do look to nature a lot um, as a reminder of who I am and, and who we are and what we are. And so the fact that, and I'm not saying I don't still, uh, I, I've been talking to lawyers lately and getting more into like cre creating business agreements. And I'm like, oh, what? this all sounds really permanent. <laughs> and he, the lawyer was so good. He's like, just remember it's iterative. Like, 
what do you know now? Go ahead and put that down. Everything is changeable. And so that was a good reminder for me that that's the same in everything that we do and create in our lives. And actually, I've heard that we reduce suffering. So a lot of us are afraid to make decisions and, and do things because we're and I'm speaking for myself and the greater collective that oftentimes we're afraid that once we make the choice or the decision, we can't change it. Mm. So then we just go into struggle. And I know for myself, I have been so resistant to making decisions for that reason. What someone wisely said even recently was we can reduce that suffering when we remember that we can always change our mind. We can always change it. And actually we will suffer less the faster we remember that like, Oh, I don't want to do that anymore. Oh, I want to do something else. And so yeah. when we give ourselves that permission, then we, first of all, take action yeah. and we shorten the time frame before between inspiration and action, which is also a very important thing to do. The shorter that, that time gap is, or that time frame is the more magic that can happen in your life. So if you are inspired and then you take action. And again, I sometimes had a really, really long gap. Um, but one of the times where I had was inspired to go to Italy actually, and then I decided to buy a ticket, the shorter I made that gap, the more magical it was, right? So wow. I shortened that gap from like, okay, I'm inspired to do it, buying a ticket five days later, and I'm on a plane within the week, right? And it's like, boom, go. So those, if we can do that, and then the other is once we've made the decision, remembering that we can always change it. I think someone else, uh, Daniel Port or someone said uh, at some point, the, the other thing that we can remember in business is it's one thing to stick with something, right? Kind of have that stick with the attitude. You gotta, you know, we, things don't always happen overnight watching something evolve and grow there's something really beautiful about that think of a garden think of planting seeds it might take some time and it's equally important to know when it's time to let that thing go so um let's just, if we use the garden analogy you've got a, a tree growing but maybe it's getting sick or it's kind of you know it's really not thriving if we keep putting a lot of energy into it let's say and it's really not going to come back the best thing we might do is dig it up and plant something new. So just remembering yeah. that that's equally as important as knowing how long to stick with something. And so that for me is an ongoing practice and it's not something that you learn. And um, yeah, it's just an ongoing practice. Wow. Short, shortcutted the way to, to an amazing life to a lot of people, yes. including us. Just, I'm, just Amanda, uh, like, I'm about to explode <laughs> because I ha I'm having so many thoughts. Like, yeah, you can tell I'm just writing notes. I'm like, this is so good. And I know. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah, I, I have so I, I have a, a writing system just for 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 these interviews and for people out there. If if you guys want that writing system, let me know. I will be happy to share. But it's the way I take notes. It's kind of like on your comments. I have specific ways I write down my thoughts. I have specific ways where I write down the questions that I want to ask. Right. And there is so much in here, right? And first, I want to go back a little bit when you were talking about writing and putting down your thoughts that there's something that it happens, right? And we often referred that we just started noticing when we were putting our thoughts into words, literally something magical would happen, right? Because now by expressing those words, you're actually making a commitment to the world and now you're asking yourself, do I actually believe in what I'm saying? And you start like this process of questioning yourself, which is very important because you start to learn who you are as a person. So I wanted to go back to that for a second. And then I started thinking like, wow, why people don't get in front of the camera, right? You were talking about, you just didn't want to edit and all the stuff. And I started going into all these conversations that I'm having to people. And I was like, wow, Everybody that I ask, they usually have that one fear. And I started thinking, I feel like if you track everybody's fear, they 
you can go back to one root fear that they have. So in whatever aspect of their life, if you try to dig deeper and try to find that root fear is always going to be the same, right? And I started looking at me at myself and I'm like, I think my fear is fear of rejection. That's why I wanted to be a perfectionist, right? So everybody would be like, wow, he's so cool, right? He does it so good. You're, so, you're cool, Fonzie. You have a beard and a sexy voice. And a cool brother, okay. too. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that sometimes. So, I, I don't, I don't really so, so I, I wanted to invite people to actually start going deeper into their fears of why they're not doing something, whether that is writing or going in front of the camera or publishing a podcast and try to discover what is their root fear. And then... Yes, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to jump in because yes, I adore this, adore this. And uh, I 100% agree. First of all, my root fear, um, it's, it, anybody knows the Enneagram. Enneagram is a great system of understanding yourself a little better, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. And it uh, actually has a root fear and a root desire, and they complement each other, right? Two sides of the same coin. So as a type one, which is what I identified as most of my life, the, my core fear, a root fear, is the fear of being wrong or bad, Right, wrong or evil mm. and so i it still shows up today i mean it's a i just have more awareness now but mm. everything i do i can go oh i'm afraid of being wrong whether that's saying something doing something eating something mm. making a decision right so yes you're right when we can identify that fear which if we really go like meta our core core fear as humans is the fear of death mm. everything goes back to fear of dying yeah. but we can go above that just to have some greater like substance yeah. to work with yeah. so i love that if you don't know what your core fear is go find it out journal about it and you're right something happens there was something i did a few years ago called claim your shame and i noticed mm-hmm. that when we and this is a brene brown um con- i mean she talks about this concept others are as equally as powerful and brilliant do as well that shame can't live in the light things that we are afraid of things that we don't want people to know things that we are like Ugh. If we express it, whether that's to ourselves, to our family, to the world, it does not hold the same power, which is why, yes, when you write your story, when you write that post, when you write in your journal, there is a magical transformation that occurs. Yeah. Do you think that root fear ever goes away? In my opinion, no, because I think as we are in these human meat suits and we do have this core... Uh, I do believe it is the fear of death. I mean, we can come to peace with that. I feel there are moments where I'm at total peace with the idea and I'm still human. I kind of want to live, you know, I want to be here. That's, that's because the fear and the desire are hand in hand, go hand in hand. And one thing I did learn when I was enjoying some beautiful um, earthly substances at one uh, few months ago here in Costa Rica was this recognition that actually every fear is a love of something. So my Mm. fear of something, like my fear of dying, my fear of being wrong, my fear of rejection is actually my love of life, of doing things well, of being accepted so we can also turn our fear around. Ah, so good. Yeah, that that is very important. Pivoting your fear so you can see the like I I love it you know because at the end of the day it's about that perspective that I think it's like you said recognizing what that fear is tied to right on the on the opposite end kind of like yin and yang right the fear of this and then on the other side you have the the love for whatever it is before you continue with the golden boulders wait wait hold on hold on on. so I I have this thought that I I need to I need to share this because I I feel like it it was mentioned and then it's going to be like this small parenthesis right so okay it's Amanda I think we just discovered a framework for amazingness in life with you right now right so you we we talked about thoughts becoming words right putting commit 
that means commitment to the world. And then you add it. We have to iterate on that. And then that causes some thoughts that we put into words that we put out into the world, causes a commitment. We iterate on life and then we come back again. And that is, I put it like, it causes progress and momentum. So I just wanted to put it out there. How you guys agree? Is that good? It was that fire. That, that, was, that was fire. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Awesome. awesome. That we're going to call it the Amanda Framework. The Amanda Framework. I love it. I love that name. And Amanda, the, the Amanda Framework. You know, what, what you were talking about right now with fear and, you know, root fear, root desires, all that, I think it, it ties to the irreversible decisions, the decisions that you were talking about, right? Like, we are so afraid of missing out, right? If I make a decision, I cannot change it. And just like you said, I actually, it was a few months ago, I heard, I think it was Jeff Bezos saying, you know, like 97% of the decisions you make, you can change. Like there's very small decisions in life that are irreversible. So when you get to know that, like, I feel like you get so much power back because now you are taking, making decisions in a fearless way, right? Because it's like, it's okay. I'm just going with this change mindset. Things can change. I can change, I can pivot to other opportunities. And then you mentioned that the more time you shorten between inspiration and action, kind of like magical things happen. I love this because of many things, but the question that popped into my head, and I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate here, is especially right now in this entrepreneurial world, I feel like people live by the schedule, right? You gotta be organized to make things happen. So how, Or how do you plan? What do you do? What do you tell someone that is like, okay, I'm inspired, but I don't have time to act until a week from now? Because it has happened to me where I feel very inspired and I'm like, I want to work on this, but I have so much stuff to do right now. I cannot dedicate that time to that inspiration at the moment. How do you deal with, uh, you know, that quick action in a scheduled pack world? Okay, well, to, to stay with not just going, well, you you just do it. You're right. Not, it may not be that easy. Uh, it may not even be that necessary. So one thing that is, is inspiration is also a seed. I mean, ev I think there's there are multiple sides to everything. So, yes, in some ways you can hear inspiration strikes. You need to, you need to go with it or it could move, pa pass you by. I don't l operate from that belief because again, it feels a little fear-based. It feels a little like, oh shit, if I don't do it now, <gasps> right? I don't, I don't think we need to come from that space. Mm. However, if inspiration strikes or when it strikes, it will for sure. What can you do? What can you take? Is the, is the action in that moment to write it down? Is the action right then to send someone a message because it's like, oh my gosh, I just thought of that person. And you may, I may not be able to do anything else beyond that. I may say, I just thought of you. We need to have a conversation. Can we get it on the calendar next week? Right? So it could be that the action required in that moment is a small step. Uh, because what I do believe is the inspiration is the seed. And I've been really thinking about this because my word for this year is fruition. And what I love is that the late Latin root word is F-R-U-I, frui, and it means enjoy. Wow. So I am here to enjoy the fruits of my labor this year. And guess what that means? These are from seeds that I planted last month, last year, five years ago. So the other thing I think about inspiration is it's a seed being planted. So you may not need to take action on it immediately and trust. And this is where the faith and the trust comes that it is going to eventually bloom or blossom over time. Wow. 
that that is amazing and we're gonna add another piece to the amanda framework over here because do I it do it i use road mva which means minimal viable action so when you get an idea but what is the minimal viable action that you can do in the moment to then be able to you know develop the idea further when you have the time to sit down and work on that Ooh, idea so good yeah man that framework <laughs> is coming in so, amazingly so, over here. so good okay. i don't think this should even be my name anymore i'm pretty sure i'm not but i appreciate us inspiring it I appreciate we're it. definitely gonna be sharing this story many many times <laughs> so yeah. i i know i'm the time is coming to an end i just want to extend an invitation for part two because we have yes. to deep dive into you know the public and the second part of this i, I know this conversation yeah. went I, i think today we talked a lot about internal things right mm. like this this fear and get us past that hump so we can start publishing. And I think conversation number two is going to be perfect for the publishing yeah. aspect of things. So the show doors are completely open. We just got to do a live show now. So that's it. We're just going <laughs> to have to show your face. <laughs> I can't wait. And I would love to say if this, I don't know when this is coming out into the world, though, if it's, um, if it's in time, and speaking about the fears, we actually, Awaken Village Press is hosting a free webinar on the three fears that keep you from telling your story. Mm. And we are going to offer you the five things that you can learn or remember about how to Uh, how to navigate that so mm. please join us it's on january 22nd oh nice Ooh, 11 a.m one o'clock eastern yeah it's We're really soon so if it's if this comes out too late then you can just edit that out but no you're good <laughs> it's uh, we're gonna do our best to yeah. to take it out as a, an amazing bonus episode and make sure that that we get it yeah. to to the listeners now i'll, I'll add this right now If by any chance you're listening this after January 22nd, please, please connect with Amanda. Yeah. And I'm sure she has more than plenty of resources to send you, to share with you so you can, right. you know, get over those fears of publishing and, t and telling your stories. So, Amanda, la last couple That's questions, right? As we wrap up the show, obviously... Uh, we always ask about an action point that will create that initial momentum and, you know, we can plug it into the minimal viable action. The Amanda framework. The Amanda framework, right? So we can iterate and come back and, and publish and do the same thing, right? So what is that action other than that visiting at the website you're about to tell me for the webinar? So what, where can we go for the webinar and then what's that next action point? For the webinar, you can come find us, awakenvillagepress.com and send us your email. Um, or we'll just be sure you get the invite for that. And let's see, the next minimal valuable action would be to take a moment and ask yourself, what is the one thing I don't want to write about? Mm. And then write about that thing, whether it's to yourself in a journal or on a social media post or maybe even writing an entire book about it. Wow. That's powerful. That that is powerful. So so Oh, man, I wish we had more time. So part two, <laughs> I have a question. I'm going to leave it there. I want people to experience this. I'm actually going to do it because we normally think about the the thing that we want to talk about, not the yeah. thing that we don't want to talk about. So I'm going to I'm gonna practice it on uh, on our little challenge that we have coming on 45 Live. Guys, if you want to join season three, just let us know. Shameless yeah. plug. Okay. Amanda, can you give <laughs> us a quick, you know, 30-second example on what is something that you didn't want to write about? and you end up doing and maybe how that influence you or whoever was on the other side of that. Yeah. Well, I'll just go back to, I mean, I'm sure I've done it many times. Um, and in my book specifically, Becoming Enough, 
a heroine's journey to the already perfect self, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> yes. The one thing in that book specifically I remember really uh, grappling with was wanting to write about how I actually think I'm better than people. Mm. <laughs> and so as I allowed myself to acknowledge that and write about it i it was i was able to transform it and see it from a different perspective and i'll give you and i mean and other people who read the book could say oh my god i so relate because here's the thing i may have lost you guys but here's no no we got you we relate we relate to that okay good we relate to those parts of ourselves right so yeah, oh, so that's good. powerful. And Amanda, can you repeat the name of your book again? Because there was a little bit of background noise when you said it. It's Becoming Enough, A Heroine's Journey to the Already Perfect Self. Awesome. And I asked that because I'm about to go get that book right now. <laughs> yeah, we're building an awesome uh, library. We're it's on Amazon, paperback to- and Kindle. Yes, awesome. let's go. Uh, all right. Uh, last last question. Since since you're awesome, also uh, publishing. Where would you be if you did not publish? Oh my gosh! Um, I would still be in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, um, living with my parents. See something I don't want to talk about that I'm going to talk about, and not knowing what I'm here to do in the world. Wow! Powerful. Very powerful. Thank, Thank you for you. sharing. All right, guys. Uh, Amanda, obviously, we're gonna leave all the links right below. We've mentioned many, many times where we can find you. You have your book. You have the webinar coming up. Just scroll down if you're listening. Click there. Connect. This is this has been an amazing conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much. We are honored to have you here. Yeah. And if you guys remember, if you're listening to this before January twenty second, go to awakenvillagepress.com and sign up for her webinar. And if you're listening to this after January twenty second. Still go to awakenvillagepress.com and sign up for anything that Amanda has out there because she is absolutely amazing. Oh, so good. And if you have an idea for a book that you want to write and publish, definitely Amanda is a person to go to. So go connect with her and I'm sure she is just going to blow your mind like she just did to us. Thank you so much, Amanda. <laughs> I appreciate it. With that being said, guys, thank you so much thank for tuning guys. in to the Content is Profit podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at Bits Bros Co. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful and you are ready to tackle all your fears, please don't forget to share it and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Thank you, guys.